Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crash, the podcast in which we discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. And welcome to New Year, because this is our first episode in 2019. I hope uh, 2018 was a good year for you, and I hope 2019 will be even better. Um, and for this episode, we are doing something a little bit special, a special episode. Um, we are not talking about a specific movie this time. We are instead talking about some of our favorites, and especially fantasy and adventure movie favorites. Uh, my name is Linnea. And my name is Eva. So how are you doing, Eva? <clears throat> I'm doing great. It feels great to be on the right side of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what I mean by that. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I look forward to uh, doing podcasting and watching more movies and uh, things like that. So yeah. yeah, I'm doing great. And you? Yeah, I'm doing great too. It's... Uh, it's it's been really fun just starting this podcast with you and I I hope agreed uh, we're gonna watch a lot of good films in the coming year. Yeah. Um, so this episode we we sort of decided to do this just to um, to have you uh, our listeners get to know us a little bit more. You know what do we like and when we are judging the movies that we watch, <laughs> what kind of background do we have? What what context do we judge them in? And, and things like that. And just mm. a little bit about, you know, our favorite films and why are they our favorites and such. Yeah. So, um, Emma, why don't you start? Talk about yeah. the movie that you like. Well, um, I think that actually a good place to start this discussion is just acknowledging that neither one of us has a movie degree or movie critiquing degree or whatever you want to call it you know <laughs> anything remotely scientifically movie related mm -hmm. um so that's just like the basis of our kind of discussion like we're both just two people who like to talk about and like like watching movies and so uh i don't know like you've mentioned before that you're an engineer mm -hmm. and i have more of a social science background so i don't know if that really would influence our way of watching these movies but I do feel like that it's kind of come up once or twice you know in our discussions previously so yeah I think people have noticed that I I have studied some science <laughs> because so, I... some science <laughs> some sort of science yes because Jeez, I have science I have pointed out stuff like that yeah. sometimes namely in, in for example night of the comet where i like that's not how yeah. comets work <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and i i would like to point out that i am i am an engineer and uh, technically an, an astronomer as well um yeah. i don't have a degree in astronomy but you can call yourself an astronomer just by working in the field and i work at the planetarium so, ah cool yes. i didn't know that yeah cool. an engineer I've, or a civil engineer which is what i will become uh in just a few months uh that is like a protected name that you can't call mm. yourself that unless you have that kind of a degree but the astronomer is not uh, protected in that way so i am an cool. astronomer as well oh my god that sounds so good <laughs> <laughs> you should like just have like 
you know, tiny cards that you give out to people when you're like <laughs> trying to get connections. <laughs> just like Linnea astronomer. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the movies before we get way off track. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'm just gonna pick one because the way we we've sort of picked these movies is just like a few that popped into our minds and were mm -hmm. sort of like fun to discuss and yeah in no particular so, order just exactly just and not, feel like at least in my picks like these aren't my all-time favorites because i can sometimes have a really bad memory like sometimes <laughs> i just forget things that i've watched tonight even though it's something i like so not all-time favorites but i want to start with um the two towers lord of the rings two towers ah, mm. yes And why didn't you pick the first one, you might ask? Well, I think The Two Towers has the best fantasy battle ever. Seriously. Like, I pick that movie. If, I, if I'm going to watch one of those three movies, like, you know, the trilogy. Mm -hmm. I'm A lot of the times I'm going to pick the middle one just because that battle is amazing. And I think that as a, you know, there's, there, there can be a problem with the trilogy trilogy sometimes because it's basically just like a stretch of time between the first and the third and i feel like the two towers is some it's a movie that can actually stand on its own mm. so that's why i kind of want to highlight that movie and just be like yeah i i it's a great one you know mm -hmm. so, it's a really good choice um yeah i don't i think i don't think i've ever really thought about which is my favorite from the lord of Rings. Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think I would probably pick the first one, but I like all three movies. They're, they're great films. Yeah. So, yeah. Good choice and good uh, good motivation there. I haven't I haven't really thought about, you know, fantasy battles, but you're right. The one in, in the two yeah. towers is really it, good. It's just amazing. Like you have, there's a lot of like practical, amazing things. And you have, there's also like an emotional heaviness to it. Like there's, sort of like the i don't want to say underdog but the um the cornered uh, i don't know uh, like you have this massive army and you have these few men you know trying to i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's just uh, i i i just i get sucked into that scene so much mm -hmm. when that battle starts and it's just The, the greatest fantasy battle ever on screen so far and I mm. I kind of feel like today sometimes it can be kind of a clusterfuck when you have a battle going on because there's just so much happening on screen yeah I, I was just thinking about that that you know in hindsight having seen many more fantasy and sci-fi battles at this point the one in the two towers is actually very easy to understand what's going on yes And everyone has something like proper to do, and and you just feel like they they can actually. I mean, you know, they won't die because there's a third movie, you know. But some <laughs> of them might. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's just so good. I'm gonna, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this battle. <laughs> I mean, this is how much I fucking love that battle. Yeah, and, and I mean, you 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 fully understand who you know who are the the quote unquote bad guys and who are the, the quote unquote good yes. guys and also like the individual characters you know you know that that is Legolas and that is the other ones um, if you comp yeah if you compare it to something like um, Transformers which is infamous for being just so difficult to understand what's going on on screen yeah. I <laughs> you know Two Towers yeah. is just 
levels and levels higher than Transformers <laughs> in that yeah, regard. Yeah, it's like almost, it's like a clean in comparison. And I, I kind of want to bring up, and I, I think I'm going to bring this up a few times more in this discussion, <laughs> like at least like for our next episode, I'm guessing a bit more, but uh, I watched the uh, uh, Marvel Infinity War this mm-hmm. year. Well, what else, what else year would I do it? My God, it was released this year. I'm <laughs> stupid sometimes. Um, and I'm, I, I mean, I almost got a headache watching that thing because like I, I, my, I did not know where to focus. And I'm sure like a lot of people would say that, well, that's actually great action um, happening on screen. But to me, it was just all over the place and all the colors. And it was just like, I don't know what to care about. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, how, why should I care basically? Mm-hmm. So just I, like, uh, remem- yeah. yeah, I did like Infinity War. Um and I I, can, I see where you're coming from. Um, I I do think that you know Transformers is a much worse offender in that regard. Than oh yeah, I just want to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, but I do see what you're saying. Uh, I don't think it wasn't something I was thinking when I was watching Infinity War. You know, I I didn't have a problem with it, but I do understand your your point of view and how it can be a problem for some some viewers. Yeah, and also like in the tutorials, you have. Uh, a lot of like downtime and a lot of build up and a lot of politics going on like how are we supposed to handle this upcoming battle what's the best solution and what's you know like there's a lot mm-hmm. of tension and you have this king and you feel like he's done wrong in so many ways but at the same time this is the best way he knows how to do this like because it's tried and true but then you have this younger generation and you know like um aragon and he's mm. like well it, this isn't really that great of a but then they all worked yeah it's just so good but i think like comparing it to infinity war because it's it's a battle that's kind of uh fresh in my memory still and it's also something that is very high budget and there's a lot of like really talented people behind that movie and yet it can still feel like sort of clusterfuck to me and I just think that that's kind of where the trend is right now with that kind of like uh, high budget action packed movies Mm. Uh, it's more is better Mm. (laughs) and I don't Mm -hmm. always think that sometimes scaling down a bit makes it a bit more emotionally impactful Mm -hmm. to me yeah I understand what you're saying yeah um so to just go back to Infinity War a little bit, um, mm. I, I like that Defender film. of Infinity War and <laughs> astronomer! <laughs> well, I reckon there are bigger fans of Infinity War out there than me, but I did like it. Um, and and I, I did enjoy the fight scenes in that one. But I think, if we're talking Marvel, I actually think, I, f- I believe it was Age of Ultron, you know, the second Marvel uh, Avengers film, um, which start out with a big fight. It's not a big fight, not mm. quite as big as in Infinite War or the Two Towers for that matter. Uh, but mm. that fight I did not like. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, and, and oh, I can't remember. And I've no, seen it, but I can't remember. No, no, it's... Uh, it was, it was really it. bad. It was really bad. And and like mm. the, the fighting choreography, I hated it. Uh, I, thought, I thought Age of Ultron as a whole was a pretty alright film, but the, the starting battle was just like, no. Uh, um, at least I, I think it was Age of Ultron. It might have been Civil War, um, but I think it was Age of Ultron. Um, so yeah, not a fan of that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Like comparing it in in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, at least it's not Age of Ultron. <laughs> no, 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> but this is like also good. Like here's a movie that we don't really have, you know, the same opinions on um, Infinity yeah, Wars. Yeah. That is so. Yeah. So uh, let's move on from from the two towers. What uh, what's what's on your list? What's on my list? Well, okay, so where to start? I have, I, it was really difficult to do this list actually and, and limit myself to five movies. Uh, I, I could know. do it. I know, man. Much longer list. Uh, but I think let's go back in time a bit mm. and talk about the black and white films. Not, not a silent film, uh, this one, but it is a black and white film from the 1930s. Um, mm. It's called Death Takes a Holiday. And it is literally oh. about death taking a holiday, and it's like, it's like low key fantasy. It's not high fantasy like Lord of the Rings or anything. Really, the only fantastic part is that death is an actual character, you know. Um, mm, yeah. And he takes a holiday, <laughs> you know. He he <laughs> he goes out and hangs out with his family at, at the mansion uh, mm. because he's sort of lonely and he doesn't really understand humans, so he, he's trying to to get to know them. Um, and most of them fear him, you know. They don't know that he's death, but they sort of mm. instinctively instinctively fear him. And I thought that was really interesting. And he is very awkward socially, like he he makes jokes that no one really laughs, laughs at and such. Um, and then there's also a little bit of a, of a romance going on with one of the characters, uh, which is really nice. And, and it's a really beautiful film also. Um, not not a grand scale film, but just, just, just a small film just takes place in this one house. And mm. it's just, it's so pretty and I, I love it. It's, it's a really feel good film, even though mm. it's about a, a quite serious topic, you know, about death. And I think yeah. it, it, it handles it pretty good because it, it keeps a good balance between the, the serious moments and the more comedic moments. Um, so mm. I think, you know, just, just really good film. So who's who's what's the actors in that one? Um, good question. Let me look that <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't remember. Embarrassing. No, yes, it's not um, embarrassing. I, <laughs> because I I know I've heard this like this name is not unfamiliar to me, uh, but I just want to like put a few faces to it if that makes sense. So. Yeah. I I have known the names of the two main actors, yeah. but I don't remember them right now. Let's see. Um, so it was released in 1934, uh, mm -hmm. for those who are interested and want to find it. And, uh, well, on the site that I'm on right now, the two uh, highest credited actors is Frederick March and Evelyn Ven Venable. Okay, so I need to Google those because <laughs> there's just a blank um, where two faces should be. Yes. So Frederick March plays Death and Evelyn Venable plays uh, the character Grazia or Gra Gracia. I don't know how you pronounce it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I've heard about these two actors before, but the name like Death Takes a Holiday is absolutely something I've heard about. And also the poster for this movie. I know I've seen it before. So cool. Mm. Cool. It's always fun to learn about movies that you've just walked past basically mm -hmm. would this be one we might want to do a podcast episode about oh totally I, I would love yeah. to do a podcast on it okay i have it on dvd so it's you know it's easy ah. to just <laughs> watch it again. so like uh, what would you would you what would you compare this movie to like is there anything quite similar to it or would you would you like call it unique in a way or 
Well, when it came out, I think it was pretty unique in 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 the kind of fantasy that it was. Uh, yeah, you, you know that death as a character wasn't quite common at that point. But now there's a lot of stories that have been inspired by this. You know, the 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 Meet Joe Black is technically a remake of this one. Oh, um, so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then uh, there's also um, a book by Terry Pratchett that I think might be called Death Takes a Holiday or something like that. It is about the character of death in the Discworld yeah. uh, stories taking a holiday. And that is mm. pretty much a retelling of this story. So today it's not really unique, but this is kind of the original or it's a very early version of that tale anyway. Yes, it just sounds like a really neat, like a little story with a strange romance. And so this sort of concept with like a strange, um, fantastical being being romantically involved kind of segues into one of my picks, which is, let's see, The Shape of Water. <laughs> I suspected that you were going to mention that oh, one. Yes. Of course, <laughs> yes. It, it's just it's just one of the best ones I've seen this year in terms of like new movies. I, I think it was released last year, if I'm correct. Uh, I, think so. I, I don't remember, but I, I think, think so. I think it might have been on like special film festivals that were, was released. Yeah, before. maybe. Uh, and, and all I know is that, is that I was really late <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> Sad enough, I would have loved to see this on in cinema, but um, yeah, I just really liked that that movie. I think it was kind of because you and I both know that there is a lot of romance books. <laughs> Yes, about really strange romances. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how the two of you, two of us, got to know each other through exactly strange romance novels. Yes, <laughs> precisely. So we've dabbled in the dark arts of weird romance, and I just love that there's a Hollywood movie out now that is treating that sort of romance in a very serious and beautiful way, and not make it making it into this cheese fest and just making fun of it and you know or turning it into a comedy <clears throat> so i just i just think that's very very beautiful very mm. beautiful and it's a very very pretty movie and the acting is really great and just everything about that movie is fantastic in my opinion yeah and i love how how it sort of goes back to classic sci-fi films. I mean, yes. the two of us watched Creature from the Black Lagoon, but this was before yeah. we started podcasting and, and such. Yes. Um, but we watched that one, and Shape of Water takes a lot of influence from that movie. And oh, I thought it was sure. it was really nice to have seen Creature from the Black Lagoon and then watch Shape of Water, and like, oh, I, I yeah. see the connection here. Because yes. That kind also of like, a nerd. <laughs> yeah, and also like the monster getting a woman and the woman getting the monster you know yeah. instead of either one of them turning into a human or like a monster or whatever like turning into uh, the same sort of species or whatever as mm -hmm. the other one mm -hmm. uh, or, or one of them dying and it being like a tragic love story like no no nope just being mm -hmm. like a nice healthy happy ending romance movie mm -hmm. between a mute woman which is also interesting like you have a mute character main character uh, and this uh, weird looking fish man 
it's mm-hmm. great it's great <laughs> yeah it's beautiful okay so um moving into my next film then because i think mm-hmm. you you were done there with your discussion uh, i don't have shape award on my list so uh, i will agree that it is a, a really fun film um but i you know for my previous pick i went back in time to older classic films but now i'm gonna go back to in time to my childhood and one of my childhood favorites Uh, and this was probably my first fantasy experience ever uh not so interested yeah (laughs) not counting some of the disney animated films because Mm. They are sort of, hey, yeah, they're kind of fantasy, but kind of not. Mm. Uh, but this is this is a real fantasy film. And I saw this before I even knew there was a concept called fantasy. Uh, mm. And that is the never-ending story. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love My that heart. film so yes. much. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, the music in the beginning and the oh. theme song, it gives me chills. It still does. Oh my does. God, I'm getting uh, goosebumps right now. Just you talking about it. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Uh, and also, you know, the, the scene where Artax dies. It's like oh. <sighs> traumatic Artax. childhood experience. <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> and let's not forget about the wolf. The oh, wolf yes. is terrifying when you're yes. a kid. It's like legitimately horrible, like super scary. Yes. Super scary. You know, re- oh. rewatching it today, the special effects for the wolf is actually quite bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sure. as a kid, as a kid, it was really scary. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the the ivory tower, especially the theme, the musical oh. theme for ivory tower. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, and her dress. Yes. Like the, yes. I don't remember her name, but man, I wanted to look like that so much, <laughs> so much. Well, I I had my my like first on screen crush on Atreyu. Um, I was like, I don't know, eight or nine or something. No, probably younger than that. But I, you know, mm. I just really liked his hair. It was so pretty, and he was so cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just just everything. You want to be the princess girl, and you want to. Yeah. You know, run around and uh, doing adventure things with Arteu and yeah. ride yeah. the fantastic. Uh, oh, what's he called? Oh my Fa- god, Falcor. Yes, Falcor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Falcor. He looks so soft yes. and sparkly and. Yes. Oh my god, I can't be objective when it comes to that movie <laughs> just because it's so childhood nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a good movie or not. You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think Excellent it is. Thing. I think it is a genuinely, genuinely good film. But yeah. like you, I can't really disconnect it from the nostalgia. Exactly. I'm yeah, very all... much watching it with rose-colored goggles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all all I know is that the author behind the the book that it's based on did not like the movie at all. He was <laughs> like, "That is not how I would have done it, and it sucks." Yeah, so, I, and I learned uh, that like mm, maybe like I, three or three or so years ago, and I was like, "What, really?" <laughs> I'm not familiar with the author at all, but I did read the book. I read it in oh, school, okay. but I was, I don't know, ten years old or something. Ah. And I think the book was maybe a little too much for me. It's it's a fairly thick book, ah. and and I struggled getting through it. Uh, but like the first part of the book, from what I remember, is pretty close to what happens in the film. But then there's you know Bastian, um, the kid in mm. our world. He actually like travels to Fantasia, and then there's a lot of things happening afterwards. So the the movie ends 
much sooner than the, than the book. So in that uh, regard, there's quite a lot of differences. Um, so I, I can see how the author maybe was upset by that. But honestly, I prefer the movie. <laughs> I mean, I, it, wouldn't it have been too much, though, if you would have tried to get the rest of the book? I kind of feel like, like it, it would have been, yes. Yeah. It just sounds like a lot because the movie is kind of, it kind of ends perfectly, you know, with him, mm-hmm. you know, shutting the book and everything. It just, it's just frames it very neatly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the reception was back when it was released, but uh, I mean, it's a classic, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. Ah, oh, excellent choice. Wow. So why don't we move on to one of my <laughs> absolute childhood favorites, which is uh, it's kind of funny because I tried to watch this as an adult and the result was very mixed, let's say. So that is The Adventures of Baron, Baron Münchhausen. Hmm. And the reason why I can't really pronounce that title is because I always think of it as, you know, how, how we say it here in Sweden, <laughs> basically. So that's why I had a bit of trouble to, but ma, bara, bara, you know. Uh, have you seen this one or? No, this is one I haven't seen. Uh, yeah. But I, I am familiar with the name of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, so this is just... <clears throat> I think it's kind of perfect watching this as a child. <laughs> because as an adult, trying to just like get what's going on and just overthinking things is absolutely useless when it comes to this movie. At least when I tried to watch this like five years ago, I couldn't even finish it. But I would still put this as a favorite just because... It it affected me a lot, I think, just in the way it looks and the way that it's just this crazy world that you can step in and it's kind of scary, but it's also beautiful and it can be like sort of like anything is possible in this really weird uh, universe almost. And don't ask me what it's about because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. It's by Terry Gilliam, who's a member ah. of uh, Monty Python. So you yes. can kind of tell why it's yeah. kind of weird, <laughs> <laughs> but kind of amazing as well. So I would actually, you know, I would actually love it if we could do a podcast ep- episode about this one as well, because just, you know, actually finishing this movie <laughs> as an adult might be a good experience for me and not being, you know, maybe this time, you know, uh, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I can see why I love that. Um, but there's like one, uh, you know, just like never any story where there's one like kind of really scary scene, especially for a child, where you have death coming to claim a life. And I mean, I think you should Google this while I'm talking because it's kind of beautiful, but it's also kind of scary to look at as a child, you know. So I just think it kind of... I don't know, you know, it's just a thing with movies sometimes. They just affect you and they kind of mm-hmm. um, shape your tastes a bit, maybe, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And okay. this is just one of those. And it's just, it's also hilarious at points because you have one guy who's running really fast and he's doing this like cartoon thing where, you know, they speed up on the spot and then they run really, really fast. So it's just insane. It's just mm-hmm. insane. But I mean, we had that on like, you know vhs from a um, <laughs> you know like it's been on television and you recorded it on vhs <laughs> and it was a well-loved tape <laughs> back when i was a kid so awesome yeah 
Yeah. And I think, I mean, I haven't seen this one, but you, you sort of mentioned that it is a bit scary, perhaps. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, kids can handle more scary things than maybe we imagine they can. Um, yeah. Like, I'm looking back at, at my childhood and I watched... Um, Watership Down, you know, the animated movie with the rabbits. And that's... No, I don't. What you would don't. be the Swedish name for that? Uh, the Långa Flykten. Uh, but that that one, like, it has, like, yep. bloody rabbits killing each other. And it it is horrifying. Yeah. And I thought it was scary as a kid. But it was also sort of fascinating. Like, mm. it was unlike uh, anything else I had seen. So... You know, I, I could handle it, even though it was sort of like, oh, you know, what, what is going on? This, yeah. this doesn't happen in Disney films. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, and like, but, you're, you're like kind of watch between the fingers. And yes. Like, oh, yes. So <laughs> but it also kind of makes whatever else is going on in the movie sort of impactful and being like, mm-hmm, wow, well, mm-hmm. now it's like, whoo, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, you know. And, and like I said, just a, just a special kind of fascination you have with those kinds of of uh, scenes when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, and also talking about great music, uh, you know, Never Ending Story was a great theme for that film. But Bright Eyes by, it was either Paul Simon or Art Gar- Garfunkel, I don't remember. But they sing Bright Eyes in uh, huh. What Ship Down. And it's so beautiful and it's so sad oh. and you just cry your eyes out. Oh. <sighs> I mean, I, I, if I rewatch that scene today, I, you know, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry so much. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> a thing. Like it's like imprinted in your heart mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, what else you got on your list then? What else do I have? Um, so yeah, I, I think I want to move into some animated films. Um, cool. I did consider putting. Disney's Beauty on the, and the Beast on this list because I do really mm. like that film. But then I started looking at, you know, a lot of other animated films I've seen and I was like, mm, no, Princess Mononoke is my number one favorite. Oh, oh it, yeah, that's yeah, a good that's, one. That is yeah. such a beautiful mm-hmm. film. Um, I do like Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind as well. Um, mm. Probably equally as much as Princess Mononoke. But mm. I, I saw Princess Mononoke first and it was like, life-changing for me i was like oh, oh my god really cool. <laughs> yeah. how, do you remember how old you were when you watched it i was a teenager uh early uh, yeah. teens i think because i distinctly remember <laughs> uh this was i uh, i pirated the film uh, and mm. this now i have it on dvd so don't worry i have paid for it but <laughs> at, the, at the time i pirated it and i was maybe like 13 or 14 or something mm. uh, and this was the first film i ever watched without swedish subtitles it was just the english uh, mm. audio uh, and i distinctly remember you know my mother coming in and and wanting to talk to me and i was like you know hushing her and sort of you know i need to pause the film because i need to focus be able to focus yeah. on what they're saying <laughs> and she got really annoyed because this was a time in my life where my mother and i had a lot of fights with each other Aww. because you know hormonal teenager years <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that was the beginning of the fight there um, <laughs> Such fond memories you have of this movie. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> Pirating, <laughs> shouting teenager. This <laughs> is lovely. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've only seen that movie once and I believe I was about, 
I think I must have been 16, maybe even 17, actually. So I think if I would have watched that a bit earlier, I probably would have seen it more times and be way more like, oh, it's so good, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember it being really cute and, uh, you know, like well-paced and just like, just pretty, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I think I would have had the same sort of like more emotional attachment to it if I would have been a bit younger seeing it. Mm. But it's just, it's an excellent choice. And sometimes it's easy, at least for my, for for me, it's, it can be quite easy to just overlook the animated things and just, you know, look past them, basically. When yeah, you do I mean, something like this, especially, it's like... Yeah, just, and especially for us living in, in, in Europe and uh, in a very yeah. Western culture, you know, the first thing we think about when we hear, hear animated films is Disney. And, you know, Disney yeah. do great films, but they maybe not be, you know, they may be not potential for top five lists of our favorite movie, our yeah. favorite movies ever, you know. Uh, <laughs> no. They're not, they're not <laughs> that kind of material, but, but I think Princess Mononoke is yeah. that kind of film. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of an interesting difference for me at least because like a Disney movie, I I never watch any of the new Disney movies, and I never put you know press play on an old Disney movie, you know mm. since basically I was a teenager too. You know, it's mm. just not something that works for me. Basically, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is if it's me thinking I'm an adult and not wanting to be a you know something stupid like. Uh, going on in back of my brain making me be like oh i don't disney you know mm-hmm. or if it's just because it doesn't work because i i have tried you know some of the animated things because because my partner is into that and i just i can't i'm so bored mm-hmm. I'm so bored it's just it's something something with me and, and disney movies i just can't <laughs> no, no, no. but it's on fine. the other hand um, <laughs> i uh, still i still watch disney films um uh, yeah, I I was not a fan of Tangled. Um, didn't think that was a really good film, but I think both both uh, Frozen and Moana were were good films in my opinion. Yeah. Which I of course haven't seen <laughs> for <laughs> for the reason I just mentioned. But however, I uh, oh, what's the name of um, the person who did Princess Mononoke? Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. Yes. Any one of those, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Studio Ghibli. Any one of those, I can, I can, you know, watch today and be way more intrigued by. So mm-hmm. there's <clears throat> something about that kind of storytelling that just suits me better as an adult. I think, hmm. basically. So that's a plus for Princess Mononoke in that way, I guess. <laughs> even though, yeah, well, no, no, no matter. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to say about about that movie or no, just. Or? If you haven't seen it, listener, go out and see it because it's awesome. Yes. It is also slightly bloody and violent, but Mm. yeah, you just have to accept that because it's a great film. Yeah. And also just like as a side note, um, there is a, like Studio Ghibli's done a series on, I have no idea what the English word would be, but like Ronja Ravadotter. Uh, Ronja the Robber's Daughter, I think it's called. Ron- Ronja the Robber's Daughter. That was a lot of R's in those. <laughs> yes. Way, t- way too many American R's for me to pronounce <laughs> gracefully. Uh, <laughs> which is sad, but true. And I've seen like a few minutes of that and that looks kind of like nice as well. So yeah. if you're a fan of 
Ronja, the robber's daughter, then maybe check that out as well, just as a side note. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so let's move on to one of my picks then. Uh, hmm, which one? Because I have two left and you would have two left as well, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I think from, from, from Princess Mononoke, I think my choice... Uh, of legend would be a good one to sort of ah, move into yeah which is kind of in the same well not really i guess but you know like a fairy tale-ish uh story going on in a forest setting mm -hmm. uh and you and i watched this movie uh last yeah, year we did uh, but that was before podcasting and before youtube so yes exactly so and that was the first time I ever watched it and I just, it's been on my list for a long time and I think a couple of years ago I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Legend and I couldn't get past the first five minutes really. So I think it was really good that, you know, there was someone to sort of talk about it the entire time because it can get a bit, I don't know, slow. I don't know what you put to really, I can't really put a finger to it, but it can be a bit slow maybe at some at points. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, you know, Legend, compared to a lot of other high fantasy films, Legend has a very dreamlike quality to it. Like, like exactly. it is a dream. It doesn't, ne everything in it doesn't necessarily make logical sense, but you just, you, you're just there for the experience of it, you know, the, the, yeah. the fantastic dreamlike experience. Um, and I think that might be part of why. It might be a little bit slow sometimes because it really focuses a lot on atmosphere, you know? Yeah. The characters are sort of secondary, but the atmosphere is the most important thing. Um, yeah, because the story is fine. It's not something I really... If someone were to ask me to recount what it's about, I could give like a basic outline. But I wouldn't really say that that's the most interesting thing about the movie. I think the way it looks and the atmosphere, like you say, is just like one of the absolute best I've ever seen in a fantasy movie mm -hmm. to date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's add mm -hmm. that apostrux or whatever it's called <laughs> uh, to that. And I just, I mean, just watching that thing. Is so there's so much like sparkle and f like misty. I, I can't put a finger to it. Like it just looks like if classic fairy tale book coming to life almost mm -hmm. and you can just imagine like walking around in this uh, snowy landscape and you have the trees and and the unicorns uh, and the unicorns and just just so it's adorable really it's adorable yeah. and it's just so pretty i know i said pretty a lot of times so far but you know <laughs> with my limited supply of words that's the one I'm going with so and, and I think like kind of like when we're talking about never-ending story and you know me talking about the adventures of Baron Munchausen which <laughs> I don't know if you can compare that to legend really but it's you can kind of put those in the same sort of dreamy weird things that you can mm -hmm. really appreciate if you're a kid so really like watch legend as a kid <laughs> would probably be the you know Mm -hmm. If you have a, a, a child yourself or if you know someone, you know, maybe show them legend because it's really mm. cute. But it also has those like kind of dangerous elements that can be a bit scary. So it makes it a bit more 
uh, it's not it's not too cutesy, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I mean, we sometime, have we have yeah. uh, Tim Curry doing yes. an absolutely amazing role as the devil. I don't remember yeah, if Prince they actually... of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, Prince of Darkness. Yes. That's what they call him. But he looks like the devil, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's amazing in that role. And uh, just for for a kid, it, 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 it's kind of the same thing as um, as you know, Watership Down and what the things we talked about earlier that. It will be scary, but it will be like fascinating scary. Yes, and that, it's that, not that, that too is, scary. No, exactly. It's a, it's a good feeling. Um, yeah. So yeah, totally. The I I agree with you that the, the plot in Legend is not really the important thing. The plot is a, a pretty traditional fairy tale kind of plot. You yeah. know, there's a a bad prince and a good prince and they are fighting to save the princess and you know like that yeah, kind basically. of thing mm. uh so very traditional but it's it's the way it's told you know the way it looks that's mm. that's what makes it such a, a great experience yeah yeah okay then uh so moving on to my next film so um <laughs> my next pick here is probably gonna be a bit divisive because i know a lot of oh. people who who Maybe you're not great fans of this film, but it's Is a it comedy. Infinity Wars? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dead uh, horse, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's a comedy. Uh, it was made in, I think, 1999. Uh, starring mm. Brendan Fraser <gasps> and some other people. Can you guess which it is? Wait, wait, okay. So is it is it The Mummy? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, I love the mummy. Yes, I love it <laughs> it's too. It's like the best adventure, one of the best adventure movies ever. I know. I know so many people don't like it and I'm like, what the fuck? So good. It's so funny and yes. oh, oh, I just I love it so much. Oh. <laughs> and Rachel Weisz and Brenda Fraser. Oh, it's just great. <laughs> yes. And uh and it it partly takes place in Egypt, I think, in the beginning at least, and then they, there's the, the Egyptian mummy who wakes up and chases them all o- over the world. Um, but Egyptian, like, imagery and, and, and Egyptian sort of art style, I have always liked that. I have always loved oh, yeah. Egyptian, uh, you know, styled things. And, and in, in the mummy, it's not necessarily, like, historically accurate, but I don't care because it looks so great and it's so funny and I love the characters. And, yeah, I love that film. <clears throat> yeah, it's, like, if you want to do, like, a great double feature, that would be, like, Indiana Jones... Oh, like yes. Any yes. one of those, basically. And just like the mummy and just have a night of old timey archaeology adventures. Yes. Basically, with yes. a slash of, you know, with a, a slash of demons. Yes. Um, as well, or whatever, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, it's so great, but it, it kind of feels overlooked in a way, the mummy. Uh, I don't really know why, though, but uh, have you ever thought about that? Why it might not be no i i don't know some of the criticism i've heard of it is that it's you know as a, as a comedy not a lot of people actually thought it was very funny but i thought it was really funny and and comedy is really difficult to do and appeal to everyone you know you yeah. can't really do that so for me the comedy was just right i i loved mm. it and and rachel wise is absolutely oh. love, lovely as Evelyn oh, so beautiful <laughs> yes so funny and oh. oh adorable and I love her hair yes I, I just I want her hair yes. 
19 oh. teens is such a good year <laughs> in hair. <laughs> and oh yes, I I I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't really delved into the discussion on the mummy of why people don't like it. I just know that a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I do. I have, yeah, I have <coughs> seen it being mentioned in like. Uh, articles and things like that about like cultural appropriation uh, and how like exoticizing or however it's called uh, Egyptian imagery and sort of mystifying elements of uh, ancient Egypt and in in uh, and also like the Orient thing mm-hmm, that everyone mm-hmm. was into in the late nineteenth uh, early twentieth century. So mm-hmm. I get the um, the problematic element to the mummy, what it, what you can kind of say that 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 kind of movie represents. I get that, you know, but also like you've got that Indiana Jones vein, you know, like a lot of us almost gets in our DNA, you know, that we just love Indiana Jones, <laughs> and uh, this is sort of the same kind of movie, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, does. Those things you were talking about there, there are good, good criticism of the film, and that's yeah. absolutely something you you can say about it. Um, but to sort of put it in context, I think there are much worse cases out there. I I don't think. Oh yeah, I agree you know, with you. You know yeah. the the mummy and more recent cases as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the mummy, it's not, it's not doing it out of like evilness it's it's doing it more out of ignorance you know it's trying to be a comedy than sort of accidentally hits into maybe some awkward (laughs) things there Uh, but there I mean there are films out there that does it consciously you know that kind of representation but the mummy I don't really feel does that it's it's more an accident that it also happened (laughs) absolutely if that makes sense I, I don't know if if what I'm saying is making sense but yeah 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 i get it sometimes you know someone might some might might argue that intent doesn't really matter you know because yeah 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 but i guess i guess i get what you're saying and like you know i agree i just yeah if, i love if... i love this movie so you know, <laughs> <I can't really. laughs> yeah i think i think if we're gonna have that discussion of those kinds of problems in film yeah the mummy is not really the number one example there there are like I, a lot of worse yeah ones you can talk about. definitely but like I said, I've seen it come up, you know, mm-hmm, I've seen the mummy mm-hmm. come up in the so, those sort of like discussions. But uh, yeah, just like sort of wrapping the mummy up or whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, <laughs> so, so that bad. was great. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz are just, they, they're phenomenal in that movie. I think they make they make the cutest romantic couple. And I think both you and I, we want to date both of those people. So yes, <laughs> we're going to be them and date them at the same time. <laughs> yes. Basically, they are great. <laughs> so yeah, anything else you want to say? Or can we wrap? No, no, oh I think god. I'm done Why with mummy. Do <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I okay. I believe I'm I'm finished talking about the mummy there. Uh, yeah. Just want to sort of as a conclusion, it, it's just it's a film that I can watch anywhere, anytime, okay. as many times as possible. Agreed, agreed, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> and also speaking of the like sort of scary elements, you've got the um, 
the guy, like the the mummy, basically, and also Imhotep. like his yes, thank you, and also like his skeleton minions. Also, kind of scary when you're a kid watching those, and also kind of great uh, watching those as a kid. Just as mm-hmm. a side note. So my final pick for our like favorite discussion here would be Conan the Barbarian. Ah, and mm-hmm. the right Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> not the 2008 or whatever, like the Conan Barbarian um, from 19 whatever. Uh, why did I say whatever? I should know when this is from. Let me check that out. I think it's from 82. Yes, or 80s so at least. 85. 82. It's from oh. 82. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, kind of like you were saying with The Mummy, I think Conan the Barbarian is also a movie that you can kind of love or hate. I've seen a lot of strong opinions on it being really bad and cheesy and like just, you know, muscles and sandals and swords and silliness. Um, but I, I really enjoy Conan the Barbarian. Uh, I think it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I I believe I've only seen it once, um, mm. and from what I remember, it's the female characters in it wasn't necessarily very good. Um, mm. But that's sort of that's that's the genre, and I'm not talking about fantasy here. I'm talking about the subgenre, uh, sword and sorcery, yes. which is this exactly. And those stories are like that <laughs> like yeah they're not great in <laughs> in like the f- female empowerment re- regard they're not not really great no. and you can't really argue that oh but she's strong and independent but i'm like well she's rocking a bikini you can't really <laughs> say that you know <laughs> uh-huh. but uh, yeah conan the barbarian i think it's just like a really it's kind of serious actually as a movie like it's not trying to be funny for most of the time. And it is can... like a revenge film mostly, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I just, there's something about Arnold being Conan and him being kind of like with his accent and the way he moves, like you can kind of get, he seems kind of slow almost, like, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he, he almost looks like a force of nature almost with his just like tanned, strong, oiled body. <laughs> ready to revenge mm-hmm. and uh, I just I just I just like it I, I don't know it's probably not great but I, <laughs> I really really like it <laughs> yeah I mean I like I said I've only seen the movie once and I haven't read the books that it's based on but based mm. on what I know of the books it seems like a pretty good adaptation you know the, the, it kind of keeps the spirit exactly. of the book it feels yeah. like so. I've planned for a long time to read the books, at least like the first one, because there's a lot of books about Conan the Barbarian. But apparently there's one edition that is just the the main authors and not the added and edited things. Ah, mm-hmm. And you can watch and you can read those in sort of like the um, I think it's a trilogy, basically. Mm-hmm. So I've been meaning to read at least the first one for a while, but I haven't gotten around to it really because it's not the easiest edition to find, I guess. Um, but I intend to do it, you know, sometime. Uh, just because, like you say, I, I, I've come to understand that it's a pretty good ad- adaption of Conan the Barbarian. And, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't mind, like, reading the book and trying to see what 
what made it really popular. Mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to be kind of racist, but it's also from the 20s, so I don't really expect great things in that regard. <laughs> no, and and so I mean, when you read like older books like that, of course you 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 you're gonna have that discussion on racism and misogyny and and you should yeah. have but i also think you really need to read the books in the context in the, which they were yeah. written uh, and exactly. i've read for example um princess of mars by edgar rice burroughs which is mm. uh, this pulp sci-fi novel really fun novel but like mm. <laughs> oh my god there's some racism and misogyny yeah. in there and like <laughs> i like it but you know, big butts. <laughs> yeah, you can see um, the you, issues you, as well with it. Like yes, that. yes. I mean, you you can definitely enjoy them, uh, even even with those things in yeah. them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but Conan, <laughs> I just like I just like the look as well of it, and I think Arnold in that outfit with that sort of physique that he has at that moment and with the sword, it's just like peak barbarian in a movie i think Mm -hmm. um and i i remember like trying to well not trying i remember going to the to the movies and watching conan the barbarian the 2011 one because i was Mm -hmm. like i like conan let's see the new conan and i went alone i think it was the first time i ever went alone to see (laughs) something in the movie so i was kind of dedicated in that regard (laughs) and it wasn't great <laughs> i haven't seen it since <laughs> i haven't seen it at all but yeah. yeah well just don't you know, I had watch to, I had, the barbarian for a second time uh, yeah instead. i had kind of the same experience with uh prometheus uh oh. you know the alien uh film i went yeah. i went and saw that in the cinema on my own as well oh and no. it was like Oh. Eh, no, no, not a great. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. I yeah, mean, because that's also not a great one. <laughs> no, to to be fair, I don't think I hated quite as much as other fans hated, but it was like nah, nah, nah. I not, think not for me. You know, just talking about Alien. I think hating Alien sequels um, is just not very productive because, like, no. what's the point? There's been so many, and there's been like verses and things like that, so it's not really. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, hashtag edgelord, you hate the alien movies. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, you know? Um, yeah, so did you have uh, another movie too you want to mention? Or Yes, I have yeah. a, a last one here. And this is... Um, <gasps> Make it a good one. Uh, All I... eyes on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've talked to you about this one. I've mentioned it, but I don't believe you've seen it. Um, but I did watch it with a few of our mutual friends this oh. year, or, or in 2018, uh, when I went hmm. to Stockholm and visited them. Uh, it's a Hong Kong film <clears throat> called The Heroic Trio. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I remember seeing a few posts <laughs> about yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the context for, for us viewing it was that we uh, read a book in our book club uh, called... Um, Heroines, heroine complex by Sarah Kuhn, mm. uh, and in which this film is mentioned. And the first time I read that book, I was like, "Oh my god, someone else actually knows <laughs> this film. I'm not alone." <laughs> so then we read the book in our book club, and I just had to share this film. And the the ones I I watched it with, uh, I believe they liked it as well. But it's a really crazy film, like it's. It's Hong Kong kind of crazy, <laughs> uh, but it's essentially a, a, a superhero film um, about three women who 
decide to team up and fight this evil wizard who lives under under earth like under mm. under china and he wants to take over china by kidnapping some babies and it's it's really confusing it's really convoluted <laughs> but it's so much fun and you know the special effects are silly but i love them i i really do oh, cool. so uh <laughs> it's kind um, of funny because i've seen the um uh, what do you say the cover on the dvd mm-hmm. because you've you've shown it to me and we've talked about it a number of times like mm-hmm. oh should we work? but it's never been like the right time to yeah um, and i think uh it, it might be a bit difficult to find uh oh yeah oh yeah that's that too <laughs> the, it, yeah. it is you can find it on youtube but it is the english dub on youtube and it's not which is not it's, good enough no nope, nope. Original <laughs> you, language, you need please. you need to find the uh yeah. the original dub um but yeah i was going somewhere before but i mm-hmm. you can't tell that it's fantasy though like on the cover it's just like three kick-ass women yeah, on the cover and you're like oh they look like they're gonna you know fight the local mafia boss or something <laughs> not not the evil wizard overlord you know <laughs> not at all <laughs> no that's I true love that. that's I, true that was such curveball pick of you to put that in this list <laughs> i love it <laughs> uh looking at the dvd cover at least on the edition that i have it looks more like like just a hong kong martial arts film which yeah. is you know, I I love those kinds of films as well. But Heroic Trio is, you know, it has that little bit of an extra with the yeah. evil overlord who... <laughs> it is a bit confusing in the beginning if it's yeah. a man or a woman, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit confusing. Yeah, they want to take over China anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> cool, cool. And, and also... You know, talking about having crushes on some characters. Um, there's one of the characters in the film called Chat, uh, mm. like like uh, French for cats. Uh, I believe. Oh, I don't remember the actress's name, but she's she's really pretty. I I really oh I just I like her so much. I actually have her a picture of her from this film as my Facebook like wallpa- wallpaper right now what okay yes. i'm gonna go on your facebook now and stalk you for a little bit <laughs> so uh i added that uh oh, after... like, you know because of the way the banner looks you kind of just see the the, the chest area oh okay oh well, if you click on it yeah if you click on it then then i yeah. see it yeah. yeah oh i only kill those who deserve to die <laughs> Yeah. Excellent morals. I agree. That's if you have to kill people, that's probably yeah. a good <laughs> compass to have. Oh, she looks great though, like biker cool. Oh yes, she's so yeah. cool. She's so kick-ass. Mm. When's it from? Um, ninety-three, I think. 93. Ninety-five, maybe the nineties at least. Yeah, early nineties. Cool. Yeah, we need to watch that some time. Oh, absolutely. But maybe next year. <laughs> Hopefully we could like, we can have such a long time span now where we can be like, yeah, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. At least mm-hmm. I hope we can. Uh, so anything else you want to say about, uh, you know, heroic trio? Heroic no, trio. I think I, I think I'm pretty pretty happy with the discussion we had. Yeah. Just just you know, it, it's a bit it's a bit of an underdog. Uh, I think uh, not a lot of people know of of it. I mean, I think a lot of people know about the mummy and the never ending story and the two towers and such. Yeah, but heroic exactly. trio is like. Very few people have heard of it, but it's so much fun. Yeah, uh, I'd never heard so of it before fun. you mentioned it, like, <laughs> you know, as a suggestion to watch one time. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? 
you know so yeah cool it's just so it's it's just the way i'm just thinking like the cover and you can't tell that it's a that it's an evil wizard overlord and i love that i love that <laughs> it's so surprising oh cool so yeah for our final segment of this special edition of uh, the star crashed podcast 2019 uh we want to do a award show let's say and we're gonna give out two awards one is a ming and that's the one you get if you're a really bad bad movie and also a golden gordon which is just the the creme de la creme of the movies we've seen so far in our journey to talk about movies uh, and this is, of course, because we always have a segment in our usual episodes where, you know, the movie gets a Gordon for something. But in this time, you know, it gets a Golden Gordon for just being the greatest in the bunch, so to speak. So should we start with the Ming, maybe? Just to, like... Yeah, you know, to get it out of Build the way. up to <laughs> the Golden Gordon here. Uh, so, Linnea... Which movie wins, or wins in like, no quotation marks, the Ming Award for worst movie we've seen <laughs> and talked well, about? Well, um, we're going back a little bit for this one because oh, yeah. uh, this is not the movie we made a podcast episode on, but we did de- make a YouTube episode on it because prior to doing a podcast, we made videos on YouTube. Uh, and this one we uh, made a video on on YouTube. Uh, I believe we can probably link it on our Facebook page, maybe yes. if people want to watch it. Uh, but the movie is called Abraxas Guardian of the Universe. And it's a real stinker of a film. It's boring. Oh. So boring. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. There's just nothing like redeemable in this movie at all at all to be honest no yeah no. we both thought it just was so boring and ugh, ugh. Yeah. the story isn't really really uh, thought out very good you know it's, it's just a lot of like why are they doing this this is a, doesn't make sense things like that uh the the special effects are like non-existent um the just the, the like image quality overall it's very dark and gray and just very uninteresting Mm -hmm. uh the acting can probably be said to be the best part of the film and even that is kind of mediocre so yeah (laughs) all around shit of a movie yeah 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 pretty much Uh, i mean we don't even want to go get into like what it's about and everything if you're really interested google (laughs) 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 to be honest it's not it's not worth your time but, you know, if you want to dive into some some manure, then go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ming it gets. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, moving from junk to jubilation, which movie receives the golden Gordon ever? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Night of the Comet. <laughs> And this is from a podcast episode, so, you know, go listen to that one if you want to get real in-depth on why we really enjoyed this movie. But this is just an all-round fun movie, which also came to sort of surprise for the both of us, because I mm-hmm. don't really ex- think we expected to like it as much as we did. No. I think you like it slightly more than I do, 
But just like the element of surprise and just like how uh, entertaining it was in terms of characters and plot and the way it looked. It was just like a fun 80s zombie movie. And I'd never heard of it before, before we, you know, made, decided to do an episode on it. Mm. So that's why it, get, it gets the Golden Gordon. Yeah. The coveted I... Golden Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that film. Yeah. Uh, I had such a great time watching it. And I can imagine myself seeing it many more times in the future. So, yeah. Well deserved Golden Gordon. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we're going to do a special edition episode uh, next time as well. Uh, but in the meantime, you can go to our Facebook page at Starcrash po- Star Podcast. Uh, maybe leave some suggestions for the coming year. And, you know, maybe we'll have something to um, think about during the year. and Maybe add to our list and so on. Uh, but until then, you know. Happy New Year, or whatever you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Uh, But yeah, so my final pick for this top five favorite story. No, not top five, sorry. So, scratch that. Okay.